0: The following podcast is not endorsed by, supported by, or produced in cooperation with any education entity, such as a school, school district, school staff, administrators, or students. The opinions, ideas, and thoughts expressed within are solely those of the podcast host and or guests of the program. Thank you. Okay, so welcome to my nightmare. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. Uh, I haven't come up with a title yet (laughs) for it. Yes, I said my nightmare. (laughs) It's my (laughs) nightmare. My nightmare. (laughs) I'm Batman. Uh, So on the microphone right now, I have my fellow college, college colleague. What do we call ourselves? Anyway, by the way.
1: Friends. friends. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's trying to distance himself. <laughs> yeah.
0: I am. I, I know these people sort of. They're. they're I'm acquainted with their.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I picked them up off the street. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I knew they were education majors by the way that they were. I don't know. Crying about their crying. <laughs> 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 the, the tracks of their tears. So we're talking about student teaching today, Tiffany. And okay. so, the question I have for you is what, because you've already been in a classroom, you know your host teacher, you, you worked with her last semester. What has been kind of your experience um, with challenges and also with like s- stuff that you're very confident about? So, I guess, talk about the positives and the negatives of what you're kind of looking forward to in student teaching.
1: Okay. well, for positives, uh, like you mentioned, this is something this is a school that I've been in before for experience, but it's also a school that I attended. So a big positive for me is being familiar with the community and knowing where these kids are coming from, because it's the same place that I came from. And it's the area that I still live in, um, a community that I'm involved in. So being able to be a part of that community within the school as well has been a positive. There really aren't any negatives, but there have been a couple of learning curves. Mm -hmm. Uh, The school is a one-to-one school. Every kid has a Chromebook. Everything that we do is done digitally. We don't assign homework. Um, They do not do work on paper, Uh, at least not anything that they'd be turning in. So everything that we grade and everything that we test them on has to be done digitally. So it's been a new experience for me to have to learn how to reformat all of these things that I've learned and experienced myself over the years and be able to take those and put them in a digital setting that the students can embrace.
0: So with the no homework policy, is that an actual like school-wide policy? Have have you learned about why that's in place or is that just something they've done for a long time?
1: Uh, The new, the no homework policy is new. Um, And it isn't so much like no homework as it is students are expected to spend 30 minutes a day reading um, in their free time. Mm -hmm. But the belief is that rather than assigning homework that preps students for the work that they'll be doing in class at another time, the homework time should be spent enhancing what it is that they've been doing in class. So they aren't expected to learn anything new on their own. Mm -hmm. They have us there to help them do that, and then the time that they would spend doing homework, they can then spend completing the assignments they weren't able to finish in class. But then, if they do get that work done, then their reading is their only expected homework.
0: And now you've been at the school the previous semester, as you were experiencing this. Was the new homework policy was the new non homework policy in place last semester with them? Yes, it was. So you observed it. Did it work? Was it? Because there's a lot of pushback in certain communities because on, on, on the teacher Twitter, which I regularly engage with, there are competing parties almost, even like camps, if you will. There's the no homework ever, no, don't do it, it's the devil's work. And then there's all the homework, we need to make these kids work and sweat and bleed from their brows and all these terrible things. And there doesn't seem to be a middle ground? And it it sounds sounds like there's there's a middle middle ground ground at your school right now where they're trying to find that happy medium. And I guess my question to you is, has it worked and how is it working as you've observed it in your previous field experience?
1: Yeah, I would say it's working. There are obviously some drawbacks with students who just don't want to take the time to putting in that effort outside of class. And it's hard to hold them accountable. But the same can be said with any homework. I, for one, never did homework in middle school or high school, and a lot of kids don't. That isn't just a no homework policy thing. Even with a homework policy, they aren't necessarily doing the homework. Um, What we've noticed, though, is that when they are given the time to complete a task in class— The ones who are motivated to get it done will get it done, and then they won't have homework. The ones that would rather spend that time socializing or catching up on something that they may have missed, or who maybe just aren't grasping the concept and need more time working with the teacher, then have time to work on that same assignment so it doesn't feel like they're continuously falling behind and getting more work put on them on top of everything else they're still expected to finish. They are allowed to have time to go back and really focus on what it is that they need to learn to improve.
0: Okay. Very cool. Any experiences, moments, kind of in the last couple of last month or so that have helped you prepare for student teaching? Um, There are a lot of pre-service teachers out there on the teacher Twitter. And I think there's a lot of kind of nervousness about approaching student teaching. And and we've even talked about that a little bit tonight in the, what we call the pre-show. What would you tell someone who's kind of shifting into that student teaching mode what would what would your encouragement what would your kind of calming I guess conversation be with them to let them know that you know it's going to be okay and kind of on what you've experienced so far with your host teacher in your school and stuff like that
1: uh you're going to mess up that's just a fact, and no matter how many years you have under your belt as an educator, you're going to mess up at some point. But one of the things I've noticed in my experience is that even when I know that I've messed up in a lesson and something somewhere just didn't go right, a majority of the time, the kids don't know, and if they did know, they didn't care. Um, That's not what they're here for. They're not here to identify and point out our flaws and weaknesses. Uh, they care far less about our mistakes than we do. Um, One thing that my host teacher really stresses because our school is so focused on growth mindset is to take those failures and recognize them not as something that you did wrong, but as a place to grow, something that you can adjust, something you can tweak, and then just practice again as the day goes on. We've talked about how the best lesson that you will teach is your second-to-last lesson of the day because you've had time to practice it, tweak it as you needed to as the day went on, but you aren't quite as worn out as you will be for the last class of the day, and that's your ideal period. So what I've tried to do as I evaluate my own uh, experience over the course of the day is not focus on the first class or the second class where a majority of the mistakes were made, but to look at that second-to-last class to just see what I had done really well, and then the things that I had improved upon as the day went on.
0: Nice. Well, any last words, comments, suggestions?
1: Well, you see, I follow this really great uh, teacher Twitter. It's uh, Mr. Delay. Really? And, yeah. You see, Mr. Delay asked on Twitter a little while ago uh, some experienced teachers... Uh, what they wish they would have known going into student teaching. And there's this really long thread with some great feedback from yeah, some like, experienced teachers. There's like 30, 30 replies
0: to that thing. thing.
1: I read through the entire thing, and there's some really good stuff on there. I started following a few people, got some follows back. It's a great community, and it was just great to see some of the things that they wish they had known.
0: Well, I, And I'll seize on that um, because a lot of people... I don't want to say a lot of people, but there's a certain group of people in the teacher world that kind of downplay the use of Twitter and the power of Twitter, um, and especially teacher Twitter as an ecosystem. And I think what I've discovered and what some of my classmates have discovered over this last semester has been that teacher Twitter can be a great community of encouragement. It can be a great uh, – your own, like, resource, and your own encyclopedia almost. And it's usually – 85% of the time, like a growth mindset situation where everyone's focused on, hey, we can do better, we can be better, let's get better, let's be the better teacher, let's let's get our students where they need to be versus a lot of what people view as t- teachers as, as negative Nancys and, oh, my teacher, my students are terrible and I hate my job. For the most part, again, most of teacher Twitter is encouraging, hopeful, and for us as future student teachers, that's a huge thing to see people who are Interested in making us successful teachers and improving us and encouraging us and giving us, again, 30 replies full of advice on how to get through student teaching. So, yeah, that's that's all I have to ask of you right now at moment. So okay. thank you, Miss yeah. Tiffany Campbell. I'll edit that. <laughs> Ooh, a round of applause. Yeah, the crowd goes wild. We have now on the hot seat slash the nice blue chair in our studio here at A Delayed Podcast, Miss Hope Morgan, who is student teaching. You were in high school, correct?
2: Correct. Um, Two classes of juniors and two classes of seniors.
0: Now that's exciting because juniors are interesting, but talk to us about what you're kind of feeling slash what you know about your seniors, about what that's going to be like for you? What are you you feeling?
2: So I know nothing about (laughs) anything to do with my classes of seniors um, other than really their second semester focuses a lot on informational texts and writing contemporary essays and um, kind of really delving into the world of nonfiction. As far as what we're specifically doing I have not been that hasn't been explained to me yet so I will hopefully find out on Monday when I start teaching them <laughs>
0: How how have you been preparing for student teaching kind of getting your getting your head in the game how has that been what have you been doing Um I've ready? definitely
2: been revisiting a lot of the kind of teacher professional development books that we've gotten you know that we've acquired over the last four years of college um
0: you were saying like kyleen beers and a couple others you were you were working on yeah
2: kelly gallagher jim burke all of the big names just to kind of i mean i feel like it's definitely more sh- self-assurance just kind of making sure my head's in the game i'm kind of keeping up with current um you know methods and practices that i know work um so really just kind of looking at ways that i can um kind of modify the curriculum that Arvada West High School has to kind of fit my own teacher philosophy. Um, so I've been really just revisiting those, kind of talking just to people around me about advice. Um, I Actually, I do martial arts and the two, the three people that run my organization are Jeffco public school teachers. So they've been helping me out and giving me some advice. So really just trying to take in the experiences of people around me and kind of seeing how they can help me.
0: So talk a little more about that, uh, the conversation about community and what do you see the value of community going into student teaching, but not only just going into student teaching, but going through a teacher education program. Like how important has community been to you and why has it been important to you as you've gone through this journey?
2: Community is like... Oh, my gosh. Community is seriously my lifeline. Like, I would not be as confident as I am in my abilities to teach. I would not be where I am. I would not have the knowledge that I have and the support that I have without community. Um, And I mean, really, community... It means a lot. It means the friends that I've made with you guys, with my peers at school. It means the connections that I've made through networking with other teachers and other educators, and really just seeing, for instance, like the NCTE conference, just the community of teachers out there, teachers that I don't know, but knowing that there are so many passionate, like-minded people has really just solidified kind of my purpose in teaching and I think that's just been really important for me as I move forward just to keep my motivation to keep my confidence and to kind of keep my passion
0: so for others who are either starting the process or in the middle of what would your be what would your advice be around the idea of community and mentors what would you say to a new student or someone who's just starting out in the program
2: Learn all you can and make all the connections you can. Um, there are so many different teaching styles. There are so many different types of teachers out there um, that really the more you network and the more you expose yourself to in the world of teaching, the more methods, the more philosophies, um, the better you will be going into teaching because you will have a more clear. A clear idea of who you want to be as a teacher and what works for you in your classroom. Um, I'd say definitely don't per se copy like what you see, use it, and turn it into um, you know your own thing. Do your do your thing.
0: How important is it to kind of establish your teacher persona and like you kind of you kind of you kind of you're touching on it? Why is it important to own it and make it your own and adapt? Why is that such a big important? value for a future teacher.
2: I really think that students get the most out of their learning when it's authentic. And if you're teaching in a way that's authentic to your own style in your own classroom, your teacher or sorry, your students are going to receive the most benefits from that. Um, I've definitely had moments in my field experiences where I've tried to kind of adopt the methods and practices and personas of teachers that I've respected and that have been amazing, but who don't necessarily match the style and the persona that I have and I found that it doesn't feel authentic to me the students don't feel um, comfortable they see that it's not natural and therefore they're not taking as much out of the process as they could be um, so yeah I definitely think establishing your own teacher persona is vital and staying true to yourself While keeping in mind all of the proven practices and methods that have been touched on by the professionals and by the educators that you've worked with over your education, um, taking that and kind of meshing it all together into what works best for you is, in my opinion, the ideal way to go.
0: Any last bit of advice, bit of suggestions, encouragements for future student teachers?
2: I would just say dive right in and do everything that you can. That's my plan. Um, I don't fully know what to expect, and that scares me because I'm very type A. I love to have everything planned out. Um, But this is – I also recognize that this is a field that you won't know fully until you really just are immersed in it. And even student teaching isn't the most authentic to how – it will be when you're, you know, you have your own classroom. And so I say take everything out of it you can. Make connections, network, do your research, meet the principals, learn everything you can, um, and that way you can be confident that you know as much as you can. I don't know.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Ms. Thank Morgan. you. Okay. Bye. 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 Tory. Right. Tori. All right. Uh, it's important to note that Tori is here under false pretensions uh, she did she not agree to, she does not agree to this interview and yet she's still sitting in front of the microphone so uh,
3: I haven't verified any of these questions so I am allowed to just say I'm not taking questions at this time <laughs> something I don't like
0: <laughs> Tori is very particular uh, Tori welcome to the podcast wait one question I have for you um, is a wolverine a real animal <laughs>
3: Uh, if the question is, is Hugh Jackman an animal? Then he plays somewhat of an animal in his Wolverine movies. But no, there is no such thing as a Wolverine animal. That's a badger.
0: That's a, a badger. So that you know, you had a classroom experience in which you kind of battled with your host teacher about a Wolverine <laughs> being a real a real thing. Uh, t- talk us walk us through kind of how that unfolded.
3: So I would say that's probably not like the best example of me being uh, one of those (laughs) teachers that like accepts that they might not always be right. Uh, And as it being my second day, (laughs) you know, it's one of those learning moments where you're like, huh, I should probably not do that. But in the moment, I was mostly just furious (laughs) that I was being told that I was wrong and then I just ignored that, that it was true. Um, but, yeah, we are doing something called a Wikipedia challenge, and someone asked me, one of the students asked me, are we start, starting on the Wikipedia page um, for the Wolverine, the comic book character, or the Wolverine, the animal? And I uh, didn't know that there was an animal Wolverine, so I just said, Hugh Jackman's not a Wolverine, and looked over at my uh, cooperating teacher, who was looking at me and was like, yes, but there is a Wolverine animal and I was like, no, there's not. Mm-mm, that's not true. Fake news. And just decided to like double down and like refuse to accept that as truth for a good three days until I finally ended up looking it up and was like, hmm. well, I guess maybe, maybe I should not just assume that I'm right all the time.
0: I mean, ninety-eight percent of the time, you're probably right I know, about most yeah. things.
3: I would say that, yeah, like biggest takeaway from the week is like if you don't know something, just double down with your gut feeling, and then refuse to budge. <laughs>
0: That's, file that under uh, classroom practices by Miss Curtis. Uh-huh. Uh, she's going to publish a book later this year. Um, it it may not well sell very well, but you know, you know, you're. you're <laughs> yeah. Aim yeah. high.
3: It's like the everything third. they don't teach you in your education program. It's
2: very satirical. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you to
3: do this but don't really <laughs> do like don't really do it. But like the students don't know anything. They'll never prove you wrong. <laughs> so, just so, take comfort in the fact that you're always right. Invite students.
0: Over that's here, so. that's yeah. that's stellar advice. So, <laughs> Tori, you have been in your student teaching experience for a full week and yeah, you're the only one among <laughs> us who has Bend to the edge, and come back with reports from the front of what life is like in the student teaching landscape. So yeah,
3: it's pretty dark. It's pretty scary. Um,
0: there's a lot of smoke and mirrors.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's disorienting. You will
0: a little nauseating yeah. as well. <laughs> A little vertigo happening every so often.
3: Yeah, I would suggest bringing a pillow that you can run out into the hall with and start screaming into it mid-lesson, multiple times.
0: Don't do that, kids. Please don't Don't actually yeah. do that. You might actually not be asked to teaching if you do that. Yeah, you also
3: might want to bring the pillow for, like, micro-naps, because um, oh. you're just never going to sleep, because yeah. you'll just, just constantly have a existential crisis, crises, crises, Crisis, crisis.
0: <laughs> a lot of them. A plethora mm-hmm. of crises. Yeah, multiple a day. Multiple a day. But, but you survived.
3: Yeah, I didn't. I also did not fling myself out of any windows. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's that's an improvement over last semester. Which
3: is good because my classroom is on the first floor, so I don't really think it would accomplish much. But... You might <laughs> might like, injure your yeah. injure
0: like a, a. I don't even know what, you, what injury you'd get coming out of a first floor. Your pride, street. mostly. Yeah. Your pride. Yeah. You bruise your ego a little yeah. bit
3: but that went out the window
0: a long time ago. So So, talk us through what kind of what what you did did to prepare, prepare, what you did to kind of manage to get through the week. Um, What's what's like one thing thing you learned? What's, what are some things that you would like as you get ready ready, within the next, I'd say 48 to 72 hours to step back into the classroom, what what are are some things things you're going to kind of get ready to do, to do better, to do, to do more improved
3: um i don't really know if there's a lot that you can do to prepare um that's something that i've definitely had to acknowledge and accept it's it's a whole new world and it's something that you've never done before and even though we've been in field experiences or practicums or whatever else everyone else calls them but it's not like student teaching and nothing that you will ever do is going to like replicate that so you can't really prepare yourself for it and that is scary but at the same time i think you just have to accept that it's you are taking on some of the most common fears for adult for adults all at once where it's like oh you're in an unfamiliar place with unfamiliar people staring at you starting a new career starting a new job and you're public speaking, so it's it's definitely not easy, and it's not something that comes naturally to a lot of us. And most of us have gone through an undergrad program where we're all pretty good, we've been doing it for a while, we know how to be students, so then it's easy to be hard on yourself of like, well, why am I not immediately good at being a teacher? Because I know that I know I'm smart, I know the words, I know all the words, and I'm very I'm, I'm like a genius.
0: Well, I've I've always known Tori that you were you're pretty much yeah. the smartest thing around. I know, like you're kind of a big deal. Like I, I'm yeah. not just saying. You no, know, I'm not trying
3: to brag, but I am. Yes,
0: I mean you may have paid me like twenty bucks before the broadcast, but you, you know you, you still are. A yeah, big deal, I mean I am 20. your
3: only celebrity guest, so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, the the gallery of, of other guests have, have. Excuse
3: me, I'm in an interview right now. There's not no, you're not allowed in here. Hopi Morgan has
2: come back just to <laughs> Hopi. <Potter>. Hopi... <laughs> Just to um, make sure that everybody knows that we're all celebrities. My mom thinks I'm a superstar. (laughs) (laughs) That's
3: all that really matters. Mm -hmm. What does Hank think? Also thinks I'm a superstar.
0: It's important for the listeners at home to understand that Hank is not an actual human being. Um, Hank is uh, Miss Curtis's dog, who could be a human. Hank would
3: disagree with that. Hank would vehemently. is not a dog. Disagree. And he does not like to be treated like a dog. Right. He's,
0: he's, he's, he's achieved human status in mm-hmm. a very short <laughs> amount of time, which is incredible. Um, <laughs> we've gone off of the student teaching conversation quite quickly.
3: <laughs> yeah. Hank loves Patrick Swayze. Let's talk about him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite story is, is that Miss Curtis sings uh, to Hank in the voice of Hank. In letters um, that he would write. Yeah, from his
3: perspective. Right. Writing letters to Patrick, Patrick Swayze, Swayze about his, his daily life. Yeah. And it almost always starts with, Dear Patrick Swayze, Oh, my day was Willie Quazy. He also has a lisp in my mind. My dog speaks English.
0: Yes, and, and Patrick Swayze is still with us, us, isn't he? Nope, RIP. No, he's, 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 he's gone, okay. Well, so, he's, so poor Hank... Doesn't know no, that Patrick Swayze is he gone. He is
3: ignorant to that fact, um, and we haven't we haven't told him yet. So okay. we think he'll be pretty devastated when right. we, he realizes that Patrick Swayze is no longer with us. Right, and so, so it's
0: easier just to keep up, keep up the illusion. Up the illusion.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely.
0: Has Hank ever gotten a letter back from Patrick Swayze, or has it just been a one sided?
3: Mostly a one sided conversation okay. where he just writes. It's like diary entries, but to okay. Patrick Swayze that we mail daily.
0: Okay. And then do you, like, have you ever thought about faking a letter back from Patrick Swayze to kind of make Um, the illusion complete? That might
3: open a whole new um, side to the songs. Okay. Um, So we haven't gone that far yet, but we do have other songs in different uh, avenues of Hank's life. He's also a doctor. Oh. He's, um...
0: What is he he a doctor of? uh, He's a what? he
3: yeah he's a reporter a reporter okay. Yeah, and he um, a doctor reporter no just he he mostly reports on like the injustices of being a dog oh, mm-hmm. oh i see so if someone says no to him he reports on that
0: he has a he has a, a magazine that he publishes or a newspaper that he publishes
3: yeah but he's very bad at writing like <laughs> and he can't he's almost illiterate <laughs> he's,
0: well for a dog that's pretty good <laughs> i'm just gonna be honest <laughs> So there's the, so there's a newspaper, an underground fairly poorly written newspaper out there. Yeah, you somewhere. basically can't read it. You can't read it. You got to it's like a you got to have like a code book to translate.
3: Yeah, but he, he also stands on a lot of street corners and okay. shouts like uh, breaking news. Okay. Fresh off the press oh. cuz he does print all of his newspapers.
0: Oh, I see. Matthew so Mark's he's kind of like a newsboy of old. He's yeah. kind of trying to bring that back. Mm-hmm. Wow, Hank is very talented. Yeah. Um, he's very busy, too. He's, well, he's so, almost never
3: at home. It's very odd. He's,
0: so he's a reporter, but he said he was a doctor. What is he a doctor of?
3: Um, at this moment, I can't remember. But he, more importantly, is a DJ. I think that would be like his oh. first real career. Okay. Um, yeah, he likes his, his squeaky tennis balls, so he squeaks. Squeak. Yeah. And he, is he DJ he drops, Squeaky? Well, he drops a lot of fresh squeaks or beats, <laughs> depending on how you look at it um okay yeah all right he's dj dr pankekins
0: dj dr Pankikins. Pankikins. i'm probably mispronouncing that i apologize to hank if you're listening that's that's really not probably sitting
3: at home and he's very mad
0: he's very upset he's writing a poorly worded (laughs) written (laughs) to patrick swayze about the the podcast that
3: mispronounced
0: his name dear patrick swayze this podcast got me really angry That's that's my try at Hank. I don't I don't know if I did him justice. I'm sure he'll write a letter to Patrick about that as yeah. well.
3: He needs something else to write about.
0: So <laughs> he's he's got a, he's very well like informed this 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 Hank. Mm-hmm. It's impressive. um Well, well we've, we've taken, taken a, a divergence off a, of a
1: dark turn <laughs> a into dark, a dark, dark but, but fluffy, fluffy turn. turn. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> that's I don't even know what that meant was supposed to mean.
3: Yeah, but Hank's not so fluffy as much as he uh, has like just bald knees.
0: Oh. So. Is that okay, like a medical, medical condition? condition? Has he been checked yeah. out for that?
3: No, he's just very odd looking okay. and he weighs like 70 pounds and does not have any fur on the underside oh. of his belly.
0: Oh, poor dog. We should get him like Rogaine or something. But
3: that's why I get him his denim vest with like cut off sleeves. Oh. <laughs> that was a purchase over winter break prior to <laughs> student teaching.
0: Denim jacket with cut off sleeves. So he's yeah, basically and it
3: says a- nice on the back of it. <laughs>
0: So he's a nice dog. No, he's not. No, he's not. He <laughs> hates people. It's a lie. <laughs> the jacket it's is a lie. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. <laughs> what
3: were we talking about? <laughs> <I remember? laughs> student teaching, teaching, teaching
0: was what we began with. And then oh. we got off on Hank, which is fine. Um, <laughs> we could talk about Hank for a whole another hour, but we can't do that. Because we got to talk about student, student teaching. teaching. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So
3: I, I did that. Yeah, I was there. You were there for the the student student teaching? teaching. Yeah, I've been doing that.
0: What what (laughs) advice would you give to somebody who's about to step into that room? Um, I just did that. I think you just did that, yeah. Wolverine. Yeah,
3: definitely remember that wolverines are also animals. It's not just Hugh Jackman or the X-Men comic book character. Um, Although I am still confused as to why they would name this animal wolverine when it looks nothing like Hugh Jackman. So. Yeah, that's a,
0: that's a bit of a confusing point that, I mean, obviously Hugh Jackman's been Wolverine forever. Yeah, like when you I, think of
3: it, like Hugh Jackman for sure came before this animal. Yeah,
0: like why didn't, it's, 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 there's no like physical similarities at all not, between no, the not two. Not I don't, I, don't I mean,
3: yeah, Hugh Jackman has a great head of hair. Yeah. But he is not coated in hair. No. Nor does he have...
0: He's well, he's muscular like he's built like he's a Yeah, he's and that's, a tough guy.
3: That is just a badger. That's just that's like a small bear. It's not even it it looks nothing like Hugh and Jackman. And Hugh
0: Jackman is not a small bear. That mm-hmm. man's a beast of I don't even I can't even quantify his yeah. beast status. Okay. Well, on that note, um anything <laughs> else you want to share with us before we uh crescendo this or decrescendo. I don't know I don't know musical terms, but whatever the musical term is for Baiting this down into a calm moment of reflection and contemplation.
3: Um, I mean, if you could cue, like, the inspirational piano music behind me. <laughs> and then hope if you could maybe <laughs> do, like, the <laughs> Space Jam <laughs> intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, so many movies to watch.
0: Welcome Starting to the Space into, Jam. Yeah, down, down. down to the Space <laughs> Jam. Uh, this is going Best on the internet, so I'm going to stop <laughs> <and> singing. <laughs> Just play it in your head, people, because yeah. I can't play copyrighted music on this podcast. Apparently, I don't have the we're name. not gonna
3: get that song played, but yeah. whatever. Um, I would. It's scary, and <sighs> I know that everyone's nervous, but uh, you'll get through it. It's it's just like ripping off a band aid, and it still sucks to rip off a band-aid if you could put that flashlight away i swear to god
0: (laughs) ladies and gentlemen Hopi morgan has decided to flash a flashlight uh in tori curtis's trying
3: to blind me (laughs) she's trying to sabotage me
0: she's also telling ghost stories in the corner apparently (laughs) no i'm
3: gonna end up on yeah i'm gonna end up on the newspaper for being a celebrity
0: I'm reminded of oh, that, that NSYNC, NSYNC song, "Celebrity," from back in the day. Yeah, Yeah, it's well, it's, it's not. One it's one of like their lesser-known hits. Oh, okay. I mean, But NSYNC... you,
3: you got like their whole discography.
0: <laughs> Disc discography. Okay. That's, that's a big cool. word. Yeah, that's impressive.
3: Uh, I've been yeah, I've been practicing for the SATs. So really, I, yeah, I've definitely been studying my vocabulary <laughs> flashcards.
0: Discography. <laughs> Dis- uh, that's that's probably.
3: I'm not 100% sure that that is a word, but I'm going to go ahead and say it is now. Discog-
0: so. it, it sounds, sounds weird discog- to say it, like disco- discography. I know, because discog- you can't say the discography. O-graphy, right. Discography.
3: Discography. 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 Whatever.
0: English language is a weird language.
3: You know all of his song, all of their songs.
0: I am a. Uh,
3: name all the uh, members
0: of NSYNC. Please. I can name all the members of those NSYNC. I'm old and getting senile, probably. <laughs> JT. D- was Timberlake from NSYNC? I don't remember. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Okay. I get my instinct. My instinct. <laughs> my instinct. I get my NSYNC and my Backstreet Boys mixed up. Um,
3: yeah, I was never a big NSYNC or Backstreet.
0: Oh, 98 grade. Degrees? 98, 98 as Degrees. Well. That
3: was Nick. Lachey, right,
0: Nick Lachey and a whole bunch of other forgetful yeah. names, apparently.
3: No, my grandma bought me the um, NSYNC CD and the Backstreet Boys CD, and I never opened them. They were still in their plastic wrap because I was too busy listening to um, like terrible 80s music and uh, late 70s music, okay. specifically Squeeze, Pulling Muscles for Michelle. That was, mm. that was a big song, big, big favorite of mine. Yeah, is it's not, it's like a really weird British.
0: Okay. All right.
3: I was an odd kid. <laughs> you,
0: you're, but you're still odd. But you're st- you're, you're are odd. I you, have transformed. You have you have transformed into a into a wonderful butterfly. <laughs> okay. Well, any last words?
3: I don't. I was saying something before I was interrupted.
2: Cue <laughs>
3: inspirational music. Q inspirational music. Da, da, da. Um. It's da, da, it's scary. It ripping off the band aid. Yes. But you can do it. You're gonna mess up. But just be authentic and don't be afraid to, like, if you're just horrifically stumbling through a lesson, go ahead and take a step back and be like, hey, guys, I'm super nervous. Please don't hate me. Uh, I don't know words anymore, nor do I remember how to read or speak English, but I promise I'll get us all through this, so. And I think they'll appreciate you being authentic more than just refusing to accept that you might be wrong
0: yeah well i think that's the conversation the common thread that all of us have talked about is the importance of being genuine the importance of being transparent and the importance of being honest and who you are uh, yeah. and uh, not trying to have this pretense
3: oh just... um more importantly don't take your kids on a field trip to a, a bounce castle that was also
0: also um, oh. Yeah. I suspect to there, me. there <laughs> might be some, like, kids might get sick and throw up in the Bounce Castle. Yeah,
3: safety, hazards. Safety,
0: hygiene, just... all kinds of hazards. Having to make a phone call to parents about the mess that's been made and clothing yeah. that needs to be changed. Okay, well, good advice. Thank you for that, Tori. Uh, all right, well, that's the end of that. Uh, my name is Mr. Delay. My guest has been Tori Curtis. Hope Morgan and Tiffany Campbell. Star
3: guest, uh, I think you meant to say. <laughs> Sorry, is my
0: star cast, my luminary star cast
3: of. No, not cast guest. Guest star guest. Not full cast. Girl. Just guest.
0: Just, Just guest. Single
3: guest. singular Sing- guest, Sing- not multiple. I like how
0: you spelled that out as I watched <laughs> you do it. <laughs> I were you were sounding out singular. Well,
3: there's no because I was staring at. There's a singular AT and T bill in this box that is sitting next to me, and it. Like Our studio
0: me. is top of the line. We yeah. have random AT&T bills just Prior hanging around. Prior to
3: when they, they were at and t before, when they were singular with the little orange guy.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember those days. Flashback yeah, right Friday, there. or whatever day it is that you listen listening this to this podcast. <laughs> Start rummaging? <Huh? laughs> Start rummaging? <laughs> and... Uh, next week's Antique Roadshow, we'll be talking about the stuff we find in the studio, which will be... This is um, an
3: antique bill. Uh, it looks like a cell phone bill.
0: Right? From, must from,
3: be from at least, like, 2002.
0: Woohoo. Oh, that's worth the money on the market there, I'll tell you that much. Uh,
3: this is garbage. This is just... This is, a piece of
0: garbage. <laughs> this is just garbage. You
3: cannot get any amount of money for this. Right.
0: You're better just to shred that thing and use it for kindling or... Anyway. Okay. Well, my name is Mr. Goodbye. Delay. I've had a star guest and other...
3: Uh, and I, I, um, unnamed, unnamed artists. artists.
2: Unnamed uh,
0: artists. Uh, A fight's gonna break out in the studio after I close this out, so we'll we'll post that video on viral YouTube, and it'll be great, and everyone will love it. So,
2: Hopi Morgan's the real star. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany's pretty cool too. <laughs>
0: on that note, my name is Mr. Delay. This has been the podcast. We'll see you in the classroom. <laughs> you <laughs> that hot garbage, <laughs> I think that's the most amazing thing we've we
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> You've been listening to a delayed teacher podcast with Mr. Delay as your host and his guests. If you're interested in following Mr. Delay on his teaching adventures as he journeys through student teaching and beyond, you can find him on Twitter at a delayed teacher. Additionally, he also blogs and has blogged about his experience going through the School of Education to his current place. You can find that at adelayteacher.com. Additionally, you can find him on Instagram. His username is Mr. Delay. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the classroom.